Simon. This right here is William McKenzie. He is just transferred here, and you have been selected to show him around. What? Why me? Because you're standing closest to the door. What is that, a briefcase? It's a messenger bag. Oh, is it delivering the message my mom dressed me? <laughs> it's like a miniature grown-up with full size. <laughs> Stop it. Why do I have to show him around? Because William suffered from bullying issues at his last school. What? No, I, uh, I didn't. It's nothing to be ashamed of. <laughs> Sorry, but it is, and I wasn't, so... It was your face, I bet. And you do have... One of those faces that just makes people want to... What? Nothing. Welcome to Grow Pie. Hello, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to another fun and exciting episode of the British Television Invasion. My name is Sean. I'm from America. And my name's Laura, and I'm from England. And I'm going to defend my country's show <laughs> till my dying breath. Oh, God. You've got, you've got your work cut out there. I'm going to say that. Yeah, I don't know if I'll be able to. <laughs> <laughs> but I will certainly try. You're going to give it a go. That would have been a fun theme to do for this. Fuck, I wish I had thought about this, like, days ago. What was that? <laughs> Where I just tried to defend this. <laughs> yeah, I defend the show and point out why the UK version sucks, and then you sure. defend the UK version and point out why the US version is, is bollocks. Yeah, I don't, think, I don't think you could have done it. I'm going to say that. There's not a lot to love here. <laughs> I know. I think you would have had the much easier job than I would have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's some silver linings, though. I think of one silver lining. That's it. Ah, well, we'll we'll discuss this a little bit. Uh, thank you guys so much for your patience. Uh, the initial way that Laura and I did this episode, and we were both just talking about this off air, is we did a watch along where we both just watched the two episodes together, and at the time it was like pretty fun, and I think we both can say we had a good time doing it and talking to each other about it, but. When it came time to record it, or to, not to record it, to edit it and put out a listenable product, it just didn't hit with the same, you know, pizzazz that I wanted it to. So, thank so you guys. we're going to talk about it instead, which I think yeah. is going to work better. Yeah, I think so too. So, um, we'll probably do something similar like this, where we discuss, like, the other episodes of the US show, and probably not do the watch-alongs. Although, occasionally I think doing one might be fun, but not doing two episodes at once, which was a little long of... <sighs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. One thing I am going to point out for this is that there's a great YouTube video called The Inbetweeners UK vs. Inbetweeners USA, Jack W. Reviews, and that's going to be something that we're going to reference heavily for the this podcast, because it does a really good job of kind of hitting home some of what Laura and I noticed when we were watching it. Yeah, he's done some interesting videos about the Inbetweeners in general. He's worth checking out on YouTube. For sure. He has like three or four videos in the USA vs. UK series. Mm. So let's talk about the four characters first. Um, so let's start obviously with Will since he's the main character. Was there anything about US Will that really jumped out at you that you liked or i didn't like anything <laughs> there was um what jumped out at me more than anything was that he was too conventionally attractive and quite camp i thought his characterization was quite camp which is not the case with uk will at all what about you i never thought about that but yeah he does kind of have that like uh little boyish good looks whereas 
no offense to the actor that plays Will in the UK series, he's much more of a nerdy looking with the curly yeah, hair. Like I think I think Simon Bird, who plays um, Will in the UK version, probably dressed like a normal man and with like sensible glasses on is probably like a completely normal looking guy. But the way that he's played in the in between is is really really geeky, like with the sort of wireframe specs and the the way he dresses, and that just isn't the case for US Will. He's too he's too normal in the way yeah. that he looks. Yeah, he doesn't wear glasses. He seems to be pretty. I don't know. Like he's a good-looking guy, so you know uh, he's got that Will attitude though, where he's smart and he knows he's smart. Yeah, but I almost felt like he was, he played it in an almost kind of like Sheldon Cooper from the Big Bang Theory way, which again, whilst Will is geeky in the UK version, he's not, he hasn't got like an autistic edge really, has he? It's not like, (laughs) that's not what you think of, like that's not Will, he's not, he's not kind of like, he is obsessive, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not expressing myself very well, but he just isn't this was like a much more kind of like stereotypical oh he's a nerdy guy who probably knows loads about computers and that's not really what UK Will was like yeah no I get I get what you're saying um what about Simon was there anything about Simon that you really liked or is it again you just hated everything about Simon he he was just a bit I thought US Simon he was just yeah yeah the bit beige one one thing that Jack W talks about is how and we'll talk a little bit more about this later, is how Simon's lines don't really, they don't really hit. They just, um, you know, like there's the part where he's like, I know why you're here and you know why I'm here and I know why you know why I'm here. And he just says it like boom, boom, boom without any time to really breathe. And I just think that the main issue that I have with Simon in the US series is just the actor's delivery of the lines. Yeah, yeah, I can see that completely. USJ versus UKJ. Now, USJ I did quite like. I like UKJ for different reasons, but I quite like, like, USJ is a little bit more sort of baldy and a little bit more... I kind of believe in USJ's bullshit a little bit more than UKJ. Like, I don't know, I just feel like USJ maybe. Maybe he has done some of the things he's talking about. Like, he's a little bit more cocksure in a way that I believe in. Yeah, he's pretty funny. Um, One thing that is really weird, though, is the lack of swearing in the US version. And it's solely just because of um, it being on MTV. Even though technically cable channels have carte blanche to swear as much as they want, they just don't because it's harder to get advertising. Ah, okay, is this why? Yeah. And I'm sure that there's probably other stuff that is going on too, but yeah, it's just, it's weird hearing Jay like being so profane while at the same time, not really being profane. Yeah. What's the kind of attitude towards swearing on TV in the U S is it on network television? Is it not, not allowed or. Yeah. On network television, it's just not allowed ever. Not, not after a certain time or. I mean, you could say, I mean, there's some, like, light swear words like damn or ass, but you're not going to ever hear, like, fuck that, you're going to carry the fucking door, you asshole. You know, right, you're not okay. going to hear stuff like that on um, on network TV. Right, okay, gotcha. K 
cable TV is a little more open about it. Like, for example, in American Horror Story this year, there was one episode where they said fuck like three or four times in it. I'm trying to think of like US shows that have definitely there is swearing in some US shows, but maybe not to the extent that there is here. Why do you think that is? What do you think the, in the US there's a more puritanical like attitude towards swearing? I think so. I mean, over here, like if you called somebody a cunt here, I mean, that would be like a serious, serious thing to say to somebody like if you said you're acting like a cunt that would be like wow that's you're really bringing it from somewhere whereas like in peep show like mark is just like oh what a cunt and it's just you know yeah i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't say it to my nan but (laughs) you know i would i would it wouldn't be it's the worst swear word of course but and i wouldn't say it to my nan and i wouldn't say it at work but it's not yeah, it, it it wouldn't be the last taboo for me to say cunt, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, what about US Neil versus UK Neil? Because Jack W had a lot to say about the Neil character, and I really agreed with him after I watched the video. I didn't hate US Neil. He had some moments of being... He sort of played the dopey thing quite well. Um, I don't think he played it as well as the UK Neil does. Um, but I didn't hate him. What, what about you? Uh, I didn't hate him either, but I definitely see what what Jack W said when he said that the US Neil is like just straight up an idiot, whereas the UK Neil is good-natured and, you know, is like genuinely a good person. The US version is just kind of like, huh? What? That's a good point, actually, because I don't think it's. I don't think you've seen that episode yet. But there's a bit in the. Oh no, maybe it's. Maybe you have. But there's a great bit in the UK in between us where I think it's when he's trying to uh, swap up for that blind date, and he says, "Oh, just because I'm not book smart, I've got street smarts," and that is true of, of Neil. He's he is a donut, but he is. He probably performs better in the real world than than the other boys do in some ways. But you're right, the US version is just that I wouldn't trust him to tie his own shoelaces. No, no, I w- wouldn't at all. Um, so that's kind of the that's kind of our thoughts on the main four. Kind of the first two episodes of the US version are similar in some regards to the first three episodes of the UK version. Basically, like the first episode is kind of this weird mashup of. Um, first day and bunk off. Yes, um, and you told me that you thought this was because the drinking age in the US is so much older, which makes sense that they've just got rid of this whole going to the pub subplot because it just wouldn't work. Yeah, but I feel like that they maybe could have done something differently. Um, I don't know what they could have done. They could have had like maybe a bowling night or something like that. I don't know. That may. I mean, that sounds so lame. I wouldn't watch that. But yeah, I can see. I don't know what culturally would be the normal sort of thing for kids that age to be like. What is the thing that sixteen-year-olds try to do that they're not supposed to do? <laughs> Why is that funny? Oh, I mean, I'm thirty-seven. I haven't thought about. I have no clue what people twenty-one years younger than me do. No, but like when you were sixteen, what was the thing that? everyone was trying to do that that you weren't supposed to do i mean just basically we had 
you know, there was a, a lake that's that I live near that's where kind of everybody would go to to party on the weekends would be the lake. So I don't know, maybe there was like some house party or lake party or something. Yeah, because this is what I thought was that like a house party that would make more sense of like a, I suppose that maybe they do this later because this does come up in the in-betweeners, but like a house party situation would seem to, to make sense. That seems to be comparable. Yeah. But I don't know, then maybe you don't get the whole like funny part where Mr. Gilbert comes in and Will is like, He's 14. She's patted her bra. She's 14. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know yeah. really I don't really know, but I feel like that there's something that they could have done that would have been excuse me, comparable. And surely I've seen Superbad. Now I'm not saying I think that I'm sure Superbad isn't, you know, complete completely what happens in all US high schools, but those kids are meant to be like 17 and they're trying to buy booze. So I don't see why all right, they couldn't have gone to a pub, maybe, but but them try, surely underage people trying to buy alcohol is a universal oh for sure concept. I don't see why they couldn't have had them trying to buy booze in an off license and like do it that way, which would have essentially been the same. Yeah, they could have been trying to buy booze for a house party, couldn't they? That would have worked. Well, they they do later in the episode. <sighs> yeah, yes, but yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just feel like they missed some, they missed out some decent material there by not trying to incorporate this storyline in some way. One of the problems with that is that the boner joke doesn't really land very well. Where you have the whole, uh, you know, you have the whole scene in the um, cafeteria where, you know, Carly comes over, U.S. Carly comes over and talks to U.S. Simon, and then Jay's like, oh my god, you've got a boner, you've got a boner, and then they all sit down, and then they just start eating lunch together. And then you never hear, like, background, you know, people off camera just calling Simon boner. It just is like, it's here, it's a thing, and it's over. And this is an issue that happens multiple times throughout the show. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely a there's definitely elements of the jokes not landing properly because they've not been set up properly. Yeah, Jack W had a really good example of this in his video with the infamous hit the spastic with the frisbee scene. Uh, yeah. In the US version, the whole scene is, you know, not really that long. Uh, from the time Will throws the frisbee to the time it hits the... Or excuse me. From the time that Will throws the football to the time it hits the guy on crutches is like three four seconds there's mm -hmm. no build up <clears throat> and there's no consequences at all like it just happens everybody looks horrified and then it's over yeah whereas in the british version you know you see the woman in the wheelchair before the frisbee even gets thrown and then mark donovan uses this as an excuse to chase them out of the park and it's like a whole couple of minutes yeah, it's great. Like, you see the frisbee flying through the air. You know, you know spatially where the people in the wheelchair are. You know that they're close to where the Carly and the girls are. And then, you know, you see the horrified looks on their faces as they realize what's happening. Uh, you know, Jay and Neil just get the fuck out of there ASAP. Uh, you know, Will goes over, tries to get his frisbee back. You know, there's just like... There's so many layers to this scene, and in the U.S. version, it's just like football guy in the face. Then he starts to get up onto the next scene. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a very 
it's a very weird choice they've made with some of these jokes to just sort of make them so immediate because it makes them not funny at all. And, you know, I noticed that the American version, that Peep Show pilot, had a lot of that too. Yes, yeah, I, I agree with you. You know, uh, where he's like, the whole, like, multi-level marketing thing from Tony, you know, just is, like, rushed through. Um, Why do you think that is, as an American? What what do you think is the logic for that? <laughs> I have no idea, no. to be honest with you. I can't really think of a, any explanation that makes sense either, other than, is it that, like, like your attention span's shorter? Like, is it just that that you're expected to have such short attention spans that you need to bang the jokes out all so quickly. But that can't be true because there's some great stuff that comes out of America. There's some really slow burn, funny, thoughtful stuff that is, that is written by Americans and performed by Americans. So why, why in things like this does it not... It's just not allowing the material any room to breathe whatsoever. I mean, I think a lot of it could be that even though our countries are very similar, as you and I have discovered, there's a lot of differences between us. So maybe they just feel like that jokes that are written for British actors. I mean, it could also just boil down to that. The actors aren't very good and that the directors aren't very good. So they don't know how to adapt because I mean, I feel like they adapting a show one-to-one would not be that hard. And you could just say, look, watch this show, deliver it like this show, and everything would be fine. I mean, people would be, you know, would be a little like, ugh. But I don't know if maybe the directors were like, okay, here's this, watch this show, then make it your own. And then they just made it not very funny. Yeah, I know we've talked about this a lot with things like with the um, American Office, which I've had a bit of a revelation about. I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, But then don't make it. If you're just making the same thing, one for one, that's already been made, like, there's nothing... Making an American version of The Inbetweeners has added nothing to The Inbetweeners, and it's not made you, as an American, think, this really... I I really identify with this in a way that I didn't with the British one. Yeah, see, and I think that American Pie is, like, a great example of what you could do when you know, like a American version of the Inbetweeners. I mean, I would say yeah. that American Pie, that Inbetweeners is almost like a UK version of American Pie. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. Like, if anything, the Inbetweeners has come from a kind of tradition born of those sort of high school movies about boys being boys. <laughs> and so, yeah, you, if anything... You invented it, so you don't need to then copy this. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Why do people remake anything? I mean, they there's a hot license. It has name recognition. You know, there's probably somebody clamoring to watch it. Yeah, I want like I almost would like to know. I would love to hear from anyone that loved loved it because I've not read anything. Or heard anyone that's made me think that that the the American in between us was a hit with anyone. What I think what what I would like to find is somebody who only watched the American one, but not the UK one, and has no frame of reference for 
the UK yeah. version. God, what must that be like? That's yeah, you you would come away from it thinking it was a completely different thing, wouldn't you? But maybe if you didn't have the UK version to fr- to frame everything with, maybe you would actually like the US version. Yeah, maybe, or maybe you just think this is like a mediocre middle of the road comedy that's not harming me. Maybe we hate it because we're comparing it with the British version. One of the other weird things that I felt about the first episode especially is because it kind of mashes the two episodes together is that they literally skip school the next day. So they like meet each other and then they all go to skip school. Whereas yeah, they meet like, each other, they're friends for no reason, and then they skip school for no reason. It doesn't make any sense. Well, they yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but one of the things that I liked in the UK series is that whole part where Will lies to Simon's mom about it being uh, yeah. a, like a non-uniform, non-uniform day. day. Yeah. And she's really trusting of Will because she knows Will. She knows that Will is super trustworthy, you know, that he's a good student, that he would never do anything to steer her poor, precious Simon awry. Yeah. And so there's a lot of power in that scene when Will lies to her because she believes him unconditionally. Yeah, that's true. And there's been, and like between that first and second episode of the UK in between us, there's a kind of unspecified amount of time, like we don't know how much time has passed, but we reckon it's probably a couple of weeks. Like like you say, Will has ingratiated himself in with the group and in with the parents of the group. Yeah. I mean, shoot, if my, my kids started hanging out with like a super smart guy, all of a sudden I'd be freaking stoked. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Like my friend Dave, perfect example of this. He was a guy I went sick form with and got away with murder because he was great. He was like, he was a, he was a proper will and that meant that he got away with so much more than he would have done and as a consequence it was like well she's friends with dave then she can't possibly do anything she shouldn't be (laughs) yeah and we see this again later when uh they go to um uh carly's house so basically they get drunk will goes to the off license he buys some vodka instead of gin they all sit around and drink gin, and then Simon has the revelation where he wants to tell Carly that he loves her. Uh, we have the whole part where he spray paints stuff, and this was another thing that Jack W. pointed out that I didn't really notice the first time I watched, is that in the UK version, it's very, like, what's called, like, cinema verite, where um, it's more like a documentary. I don't know. I mean, I know it's not really like a documentary, but it's there's no, like, real special effects anything like that but in the u.s version we've got like a slow motion shot of like will's mom coming out of the car we've got this like weird little montage where will is like setting his food up on a plate and it's in all these different tupperware containers Uh, yeah yeah i hadn't even thought of that that's true yeah again i wonder why that is is it just because they think that i don't know that you I, i get the feeling it's almost because they feel like the audience they're trying to appeal to need more bells and whistles in order to make it make their attention continue to be on it. Well, and I I mean, I don't know, honestly, I think that that's probably about like one of the least worst. That's like the least worst thing about this. Mm. I I think it's just a style choice. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just a style choice. So when Simon and will show up at Carly's house after they have the date set up, I actually synced these two scenes together 
So I pulled one up on the UK version up on Hulu, and I had the US version on um, where I was watching it. And I synced them up together, and I watched these two at the same time. And it was really interesting to me how completely different the scenes are. I, I'm interested to hear how they're different, because I've not done that, but just off the top of my head, I imagine that the stuff with Will and the brother is far less in the US version, because that seems to barely be touched upon, where in the UK version, I seem to remember that that was a good meaty 30 seconds or so of Will talking to the brother a couple of times. Think about this. In the UK version, like we said, we were saying earlier that where, you know, a couple weeks has passed and that, you know, Simon has like cachet with people. Carly just invites Will in, a guy that she's never really met before, and is like, here, go babysit my brother in this other room. That's you true. Know, yeah. Doesn't know. Which you wouldn't do, would you? Yeah. <laughs> doesn't know anything about Will, just sends him off into her brother's room. The... In the UK version, we were getting kind of, we would get a little bit of Carly and Simon, and then we would go to Will and the brother, and then we would cut back to Carly and Simon, go to Will and the brother, and we kind of had this like back and forth interplay, whereas instead in the US version, all the stuff with Carly and Simon is just front loaded, and we get basically in the UK version what was two different scenes of Carly and Simon like smashed together, we get a little short version of Will talking to her brother about like chemical bombs and then the brother freaking out. And then we go yeah. back to the part where, you know, Simon pukes everywhere. And the UK scene is almost 20, 20 seconds longer. Yeah. Which I mean, 20 seconds doesn't sound like a lot, but I in mean, TV terms in something that's only 20 minutes long. That's yeah. That's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just, is is interesting to me, you know, when I was, when I was watching, when I synced the two scenes up together, just how completely different they felt, even though they told pretty much the same story. Yeah. Um, I, I feel as well that for... So even though Will is, like, the narrator and he's the main character, I feel like Simon has to do quite a bit of the heavy lifting in terms of actual plot progression in the in-betweeners and I just feel like the guy who played Simon in the US version just didn't have it in him I just felt like he wasn't he wasn't delivering those lines in that scene with Carly very well even though they were the exact same scenes and exact same lines as in the UK version they just weren't he just wasn't delivering them very well one joke that I did really like that happened earlier in the scene that was very subtle that I don't think we would ever see UK Jade doing is um in the US version, they're all kind of hanging out in like this junkyard and they're drinking some vodka and they pour it in these paper cups and they all like slam their cup back, except for Jay, who's like slowly sipping on it. And then Neil says something like, Oh, you didn't drink very much. And Jay says, Oh, I'm I'm pacing myself. And then the other three boys turn around and then Jay just jumps dumps the entire drink out into the grass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was funny. Yeah, so I just thought that that part was funny. Uh, there's also this really funny part too, where when Will is lying to Simon's mom, she, you know, he says that he's going to be driving the boys to school and she asks which car he is. And he just points to this random like van that's parked on the street and it looks like a molester van. Oh yeah. There's this weird like molester storyline, isn't there in the 
not even a storyline, but there's like a weird little bit with the molester, a couple of a couple of scenes. <laughs> yeah, and uh, he like offers Neil a ride, and Neil looks all excited. <laughs> the boys are like, no, 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 he's a molester. But like, I actually, I actually thought that that like when they kind of veered off into some original content, like I didn't think the original content was bad. I felt like the bad stuff was when they were just regurgitating jokes. Exactly what I said about the American office that I'd had a revelation. So I was moaning about the American office um, to Phil after we, we watched these US uh, in-betweeners. And he said, you know what? I watched some of it like once. He was like in the summer holidays one time. I had nothing else to do. And I watched like half a series or whatever. And it was all right. And he said, what? But it was only all right once they stopped using jokes from the UK series and I said I wasn't convinced but it's all on Prime so we sat down and lo and behold the first episode is just a scene for scene reenactment of the UK one and I was like hate this so much but as we continued we watched about six episodes of the first season and you know what I actually found myself laughing but I was laughing once they were doing their own thing when they were trying to do jokes that had already been done in the British version I just hated it. Like, I just, I couldn't, I, because I knew how those jokes were supposed to sound. But actually, when they gave the show its own space to be its own thing, actually, it is quite funny, and I would watch more of it. Yeah, and, you know, the US version of Inbetweeners is 12 episodes. I'm Yeah, 12 episodes. And so I'm sure that there is a chance that it will veer off into some of its own original content. Cause I don't know where the UK series was when the U S version came out. I think it was done. I think it was done. It, the films hadn't both come out, but yeah, I think it was all three series that happened by the time the uh, U S version happened. Uh, let's let's, let me check real quick here. Okay. U S TV series debuted August of 2012. Yeah, the last series that in between us was 2010, the autumn of 2010. Oh my god, really? Mm. Wow. The first film was 2011 and the second one was 2014, I think. I was hoping that maybe we were going to get into um, some original content, but it doesn't look like we are. <laughs> that's unfortunate. That's a shame, because that's what I think probably something like this needs is... And that's like why I say now, I think I would be interested to maybe give the American office more of a go just because oh, I did actually laugh a few, but it was just, it needs to get past those first few episodes where they were just, there's just no point. It's been, it's been done, like it's been done so well that it's pointless in trying to tell those same jokes. I feel you 100%. I agree with you. I we're completely on the same page there. I don't know I'm what my cat. Think, has, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Has there been anything that's been like an American version that that then as the Brits have tried to do? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm literally googling this now <laughs> because I'm I'm curious. There must be something. I mean, we bastardized Top Gear. <laughs> list of British television series based on American television series. There you are. America's Next Top Model, apparently. Ooh, that's riveting television. Yeah. Oh, The uh, Apprentice? Oh, yeah. Beauty and the Geek. Ooh, that's a, a good these, show. Uh, yeah, well, the British one was very funny. David Mitchell did the, the narration for the first series of that. It was really oh, good. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, man. Was really, he was, his narration was brilliant. I fucking loved Beauty and the Geek. 
yeah, it was it was a great show. These are all these are all game shows or reality TV shows. Impractical Jokers, uh, or Mad About You. Apparently, we made a version of, <laughs> and Married with Children. The Price is Right. Uh, Supermarket Sweep. Oh man, boy, all the hits. Team Mom. Wheel of Fortune. Ah, uh, yeah. Who's the boss? We did. We did make a horrible version of that. I do remember in the nineties. No, oh. there's there's nothing. There's apart from who's the boss. There, there's nothing that isn't a game show or a reality TV show on this list. Which, yeah, I just I just wondered, and I, I that makes me wonder even more as to why this seems to be a thing. Why the there are so many. American remakes of British things like what's compelling these TV executives to make these programs yeah I have no idea it's it's really weird too because you know there's some like some shows like uh Veep Veep and Thick of It I mean I think Veep did enough that it was able to kind of you know be its own unique thing and it didn't just rip Veep or uh yeah excuse me Thick of It off yeah but again, this is exactly what we were saying, that when it goes into original content, the show is not bad. It's no. when it's trying to regurgitate that it gets shitty. Have you ever seen episodes? The um, It's got Matt LeBlanc in it. I can't remember where it aired in America. Uh, anyway, it's quite funny. It's worth a watch. There's like four series of it. Of um, what? I'm sorry. It's called Episodes, and it's Matt LeBlanc is he plays himself or like a version of himself, and it's about these two British writers who have this hit comedy in the in the UK, and it's brought up by an American network, and they just fuck it, they absolutely <laughs> take it and destroy it, and it's about it's about like it's all sort of like History Boys, Do you know the History Boys. Mm-mm. So it's about like these um, this sort of posh boarding school in Britain, and it's about this elderly teacher who's like refined and bit Stephen Fryish, and they put it into a US high school and they make Matt LeBlanc their hockey coach, and it just <laughs> is like it's awful, it's really bad. But they've signed this contract and they can't get out of it, so they have to keep writing this terrible sitcom that almost gets cancelled so many times. But in the meantime. Never quite. The, the viewing figures are always just good enough that it never gets cancelled. I, I recommend it because it's very funny, but they address this sort of this stuff very well in that. Oh, that sounds awesome. I'm going to have to check that out for sure. That's That sounds yeah, very funny. Yeah, I don't know where it aired over there. It was on BBC Two over here. Um, it I reminds on, me... It's on Netflix. It's on UK Netflix. I bet it's in on your Netflix. It is on your Netflix also. Oh, really? Episodes? Yes. I will have to watch that. I'm going to... Yeah, it's like four series of it. There's about ten episodes per season. And it's funny. And Matt LeBlanc is a monster in it. I hope he's not like that in real life. Because he can't, he surely can't be. Because you, he wouldn't play himself that horribly if he was really this horrible. Oh, this sounds awesome. Uh, yeah, this is going to get added onto my queue. The second episode of the American Inbetweeners is a straightforward adaptation of of the second episode. So it's basically Thorpe Park. Yes. We have some differences between uh, 
between the two, obviously, like one of the worst, I think, is that we never see Simon get his driver's license. Like Simon just has his driver's license all of a sudden. Is that because you can drive when you're like twelve? There though. Well, sixteen. Oh, okay, so he's not that much younger. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, it's like they're they're just like, oh hey, look, they're now Simon can drive, and we don't ever see the, you know, the struggle or the fact that Simon probably would have failed his driver's test if not for the um if not for the um the, the uh, instructor being a yeah. pervert yeah um i agree that 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 it loses something for that and i kind of feel like the car stuff isn't as funny as a result because it isn't like hasn't just got the drama of him having just passed his test and then seeing that he's got this shitty car oh my god i didn't even think about that because in the in the UK version, it is clear that like Simon cannot drive. Yeah, he does not. He can he can drive maybe at a minimum. Yeah, yeah. I just sort of yeah. You're right. They just didn't. It didn't have that that sort of dramatic edge. Yeah. Wow. I guess I never thought about that. That's crazy. I also felt that the the stuff in the car then wasn't as funny as the result. So like there wasn't the when the other boys see the car. Like Will is. Pretty, pretty brutal about that car and then obviously they see mark when will's getting in the car and and then mark's and um, mark's will's mum is sarcastic about the car as well and there's none of that a uh, one one little joke that was in the the uh u.s version again that i thought was funny is uh jay jay and simon are talking about how simon's new car is going to be a sport model and jay says dude we should race it simon's like yeah and then neil's just like what it's a car. There's no way we would win. And I just thought that that was a very amusing little joke there. That is quite a funny little joke. Um, again, we have some weird like time compression going on because Carly gets out of the car with her new boyfriend and she walks over and she's you know, very excitedly talking to Simon, even though he just like puked all over her. Whereas in the UK version, Carly was gone for an entire episode. Like she wasn't in that Thorpe Park episode at all. Yeah, that's true. And why would it not be referenced? That oh, and actually, last time it I was. Now that I'm thinking about it, hold on. Let me look at something real quick here. The se- series one is kind of a blur to me. Give me just. Uh, do we see her in Will Gets a Girlfriend? Maybe not, actually. Yeah, she's not. Yeah, so then she's gone for like basically three episodes so he pukes on her in bunk off and then she's gone for thorpe park will gets a girlfriend and then we don't see her in caravan club and then it's Mm, not until christmas party that we see her again so i mean she does have some time to kind of you know yeah she goes missing for like most of the term yeah so you know she has some time to not be upset at simon anymore and um yeah that's interesting i guess i yeah. I say I hadn't thought about that when we were watching the episodes, but now that we're talking about it in as a whole, yeah, interesting. Mm. Carly then says that she's going to the amusement park and Neil says that he's a mascot there, which totally ruins the very funny joke from Thorpe Park where they see the mascot getting attacked and then they laugh when it's Neil. Yes. Um, yeah. The reveal of Simon's car. I thought was interesting because in the US or in the UK version, Simon has his back to the car and he's talking to his mom. And so you see the car in the background as it's driving up. 
And so you see the car before Simon does, and then you get the look of horror on Simon's face after he sees the car for the first time. Whereas in the U.S. version, everybody just kind of sees it together at the same time. Yes, yeah, that's true. Which one do you prefer? In my mind, both have their merits. Probably the UK version, but Shocker. both. <laughs> but both are funny. Like I don't disagree that the way they've done it in the US version is funny. What about you? Yeah, I, I honestly do think that the UK one is slightly funnier because you see the car and you. And while you see the car driving up, Simon is talking about it very excitedly, and you're like, "Oh boy, you're not gonna, you're not yeah, gonna be I happy when I like you turn that around." Simply for Simon's sort of puppy dog enthusiasm, because he's like, "Oh, I'm so grateful for this, Mum. Like, thank you so much. Like, uh, you know, I know I'm not always grateful for stuff." And then in the way he turns around and is like, "For fuck's sake!" We also, you know, then Simon goes and picks up Will and everybody, and um, again with since we don't really know how much time has passed. Uh, I mean, I would assume that a long time has passed between the second and the third, or the, excuse me, the first and the second episode, because, you know, Will's mom is just perfectly okay with letting her get into his, letting Will get into his friend's car and going, you know, somewhere. Yes, yeah, there, there must be some, although Will's mom doesn't seem to be as mollycoddling in this version. Yeah, that's true, that's true. Um... They go over to Jay's house, and Jay is, like, laughing at the car, and then he calls Shotgun, and then they will and uh, Jay have the Shotgun conversation, which, uh, you know, I think is an American thing. Uh, you, you didn't seem to be aware of Shotgun, so... I know about Shotgun, but it is definitely an American thing. Like, it didn't used to be a thing here. <laughs> they get to the... Pretty much everything from here on out from this point to where they get to the funeral procession is like relatively the same. But then the funeral procession, I really didn't like this because in the UK version, you have this whole part where, you know, Jay is yelling at Simon, turn left, turn left, or excuse like turn right or whichever direction it is that they're turning. And, you know, Simon is, Simon is like having a bit of a panic attack and then he just decides to just fucking punch it. And he just pulls out to the funeral procession and they're like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, um, it's not, it, it doesn't take as long that, like, they, you don't see them crawling along in the traffic in the US version, that one though, which I think makes it less funny. Yeah, they just, they just get into, they get into the end of the procession and they're like, what the fuck is going on? Let's just pass all these guys. And so they start passing them all. And then they realize they pass they're passing a funeral procession, but yeah, I mean, it just, the joke just doesn't, again, it's just one of those jokes that just doesn't have time to breathe. Also, like, would you really do that? I mean, are drivers that inconsiderate there that you wouldn't just, if there was a queue of traffic, you're not just going to drive around it, are you? Oh, you have way too much, uh, you have such high hopes or uh, high opinions of American oh, drivers. Really? Is that, is, is driving in America aggressive? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very aggressive. Oh, okay. It must be... So, I'm a London driver, so I I learned to drive in London, in a horrible part of London as well. And I did... The first journey that I ever really did drive in was to a school I worked in that was in, like, right, right, sort of in inner city London. So, I, I consider myself to be an aggressive driver because I'm a London driver. And I'm... <laughs> 
I'm not I wouldn't do that that's I'm a clearly British driving is is very polite if I think I'm an aggressive driver and I wouldn't do that then yeah yeah I mean it's the way that they drive does not seem like atypical yeah 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 it's not super outrageous remind me to Um, drive in the US then Um, and then pretty much everything from here is very similar with, uh, with Jay causing the door to get ripped off. It's weird. One thing that like struck me though, was that I realized that it's the door is on totally different sides of the car because you guys drive on a different side of the road from us. And it was one of those things that I, I guess I didn't think about until I saw it and I was like, oh yeah, right. Obviously they ripped the opposite door off. Oh yeah. Yeah. I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah, just one of those little things that I was like, oh. So everything kind of builds through the same with this, where they bump into Neil and he's in the mascot and then they go to the locker room. The locker room scene was like completely different. I tried to sync these two together, but they're just so vastly different because in the US version, Neil doesn't get stung by the bee. So we don't have the funny parts where he's asking to put like salve on the bee stings and, you know, like the part where he's nude and he bends over in front of Will is just (laughs) completely the way that it's blocked is you just don't see anything and you really don't know what's happening unless you would have, you know, unless you already knew how that scene played out. Is that because they wouldn't get an arse out on US television? Oh, yeah. Uh, especially if he was underage. Yeah, like... Uh, okay. Yeah, that's not going to fly at all. Yeah. So weird. You know, you've got... Everyone can own a gun, but you can't see an 18-year-old boy's bum. I mean, the show NYPD Blue was, like, revolutionary because it showed a person's butt on network television, and I think NYPD Blue was on at, like, 9 o'clock at night or something like that. Wow. It's so it's so weird. It's like, there's, there's definitely, I feel like there's more of a puritanical edge in, just in the culture over there. I'm going to look and see now. First naked person UK TV. <laughs> see when... We had to have naked folks. And that just brings up a... Here we go. A history of TV nudity. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The first full frontal male nudity on TV was in Holland in 1967. Of course it was. The Dutch... (laughs) Continental European television has generally been more unbuttoned than in the UK and US. Um, The first full frontal nudity appeared on UK TV on Eurotrash, which was a European program in 1993. But that's a knob, not not, not an arse. We're not talking about... Yeah, I can't see anything that tells you, like, the first... Oh, here we go. The Sweeney was pretty pretty big for a nude review the first yeah so 1975 was the first time that we saw an ass there you go interesting mm. yeah i i don't know why american tv is so puritanical i mean i think i maybe told you this story before when i went to france and there was like a guy on the street corner selling like hardcore pornography no i don't think you have to tell me this oh oh yeah <laughs> When I was like 16, we went to France for on vacation and outside of our hotel was this like street vendor that was selling like hardcore pornographic magazines just like out in the public. And just in my little 16-year-old mind, that just 
like fucking blew me away that this guy was just selling porn on a street corner. That's the French for you, mate. That is. <laughs> I mean, but it just, it's, I mean, who knows why this stuff is the way it is. I mean, it's, it's so fucking stupid. I mean, uh, I mean, everybody's seen an ass. Like, I don't get what the big fucking deal is about showing no, a butt on television. As family values, ruining our children, etc., etc. But yeah, I agree with you. It's, um, yeah, and it definitely does seem like the US has got a more, in some ways, like a more buttoned up, is more buttoned up about this kind of thing. Yeah, I think but that that's you- why, you know, when you have cable channels that, like, especially like AMC uh, with, um, you know, Breaking Bad that had a little more violence, a little more, had some swearing in it, had some edge to it. I think that that's why a lot of these dramas that get really good reviews are on you know cable channels and uh, especially pay channels like hbo showtime cinemax i mean they're the gloves are off there i mean you look at like game of thrones and there's a lot of nudity in game of thrones yeah that's true and like well look at sex in the city i mean that's some, that's some tasty stuff oz had a lot of full frontal male nudity because it was about a men's prison yeah it's it's weird isn't it it is weird how these things develop and it'll all be different it'll all be different again in the next generation because of the way streaming and the lack of censorship in some ways of, of you know things aren't broadcast at a certain time anymore yeah i mean i think that's one of the best things about the netflix models is you know if there needs to be nudity they just have there be nudity if there needs to be swearing they just have it there be swearing and it doesn't really matter because it's streaming live and millions of people are going to watch it anyways. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They don't have to worry about advertisers. You know, they're not beholden to anybody. Yeah, well, it's going to... Yeah, you're right, actually. Yeah, it's going to change the face, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, anyways, off of that detour, <laughs> uh, one of the really big differences, though, with the in-betweener or with the u.s in-betweener series or episode two is the fact that the whole reason they go to the amusement park is so that simon can find carly and her boyfriend and basically crash their two-month anniversary date which i feel like it, even simon wouldn't do that even simon would know that was stupid and not gonna work yeah and i just feel like that 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 aspect of it changes a lot of this episode because you know in the uk version they go there because Jay wants to find birds at the amusement park. And, yeah. you know, their their goal to their goal there is much more general. I mean, Simon, or excuse me, Will still wants to ride the roller coaster to pretty much the detriment of everything else. But, you know, in this version, they bump into Carly and her boyfriend and they're playing like this little squirt game. And, you know, Simon is all being serious about it and he's winning. And then Carly and her boyfriend kind of start playing with each other with the little squirt guns. And then Simon sees this and then he just turns his gun straight onto Carly and just soaks her wet shirt all the way through. Yeah. Or white shirt. Yeah. Which was actually, that was quite, you saw a lot of boob there. Yeah. Yeah. That was a, that was pretty risque. Yeah. (laughs) Another big difference too, is that you don't have the, roller coaster montage so the whole part where will is like these inconsiderate assholes like that part is all the same 
but you don't get the you don't get the the payoff you don't get the montage of 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 jay uh simon and neil having a great time on the roller coaster and will just sitting there you know sullen about it you, you just don't get that and that, that bums me out because that part i think is very funny yeah i agree with you that that sort of makes that joke not hit as hard as it otherwise would do but i love neil's outfit in the u.s version like neil's outfit in the u.s version is great he's wearing yes. like yeah i agree it's better in, in the u.s version yeah, he's wearing, like, booty shorts and then, like, a crop top t-shirt. And with his long hair, I mean, from behind, he would probably look pretty feminine from behind. Yeah, he's got he's not got a bad ass either. No, no, I could, uh, I, like, I could see if I was there, I'd be like, holy shit, that woman is tall. <laughs> Total, yeah. Wow, that woman's got big hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then pretty much after that, the rest of the episode is is fairly similar to each other um so i mean that's kind of the first basically the first two episodes sorry we didn't really go into as in depth as we usually do but we really we talked about this episode a lot on the episode that none of you guys will ever hear because it's horrible <laughs> um yeah i mean i think we um i i think that we've done those first two episodes justice and i do think and i do think if you like the in-betweeners and you've not seen them, you can source them somewhere. It's worth a watch just to kind of, just to hate them a little bit. You know what I mean? Just to see, or to kind of see what, how unfunny this could have been in the wrong hands. Yeah. And it's not, like, to me, I feel like that the US version is not nearly as bad as that Peep Show pilot was. Oh, no. But then the, um, the, uh, this made it onto television, didn't it? Like, the US peep show just someone locked that in a drawer somewhere you know that is true yeah and, yeah um, yeah what did you in terms of these two episodes what did you like and what didn't you like if you had to make it like a list all right so i had a pro and a con with all the music like i really did enjoy all the music especially because since it aired on mtv MTV has favorable licensing agreements. Like they have just carte blanche to use whatever music they want. Because uh, is that true? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's actually one of the problems with a lot of these MTV series coming to DVD is because the music that they had couldn't make it to DVD. It's like, I'm sure you've seen Beavis and Butthead, right? I have. Okay, so you know how they like watch videos and stuff like that? Yeah. Okay, so on the DVD releases of Beavis and Butthead, they don't have any of the videos in them because they can't get the licensing for those videos. But uh, since they aired okay. on MTV, MTV just had permission to do with, with them whatever they wanted. Oh, that's interesting. So over here we've got like a similar-ish thing with the BBC. So the BBC has got like a blanket agreement in terms of copyright in that they can use like quite a lot of stuff. They can just use gratis because it's bbc and we pay a licensing fee and therefore they, they can sort of use whatever they like but then when it comes to putting it on iplayer or putting it on dvd or in some way broadcasting it otherwise sometimes they can't use that same media in the same way yeah and it's really unfortunate because there was a show on mtv that was called the state and it was kind of a like a sketch comedy show and it is so fucking funny. The state is hilarious. 
a lot of the sketches used music that was popular at the time the state came out. And so when they've re-released the state, they've had to get rid of a lot of the music and it really like makes some of the sketches less funny because the music that they were based off of, um, you know, they can't use. So it's, it's weird. That is, yeah. That's it's a shame as well. We've got 10 more episodes of the, of the United States show to drudge through. So I think yes. that we'll, I think that we'll kind of pepper those in and, you know, random times just to see, do we get more original content or does it stay pretty close? Does it, you know, play it pretty close to the source material? I sort of feel like I hate this so deeply now as well that I kind of want to watch more just to, just to be mean about it. <laughs> <laughs> hate watch the rest of it. Hate, yeah. Hate watch it. Exactly. Exactly that. Which is, uh, which is, you know, it's not a great way to, it's, it's not going to widen my horizons or, enrich my brain but i do sort of want to hate watch it <laughs> all right well we will uh hate watch more episodes together uh yeah we'll definitely hate watch more episodes together yeah um is have you been watching or listening to anything else this week um well i'm getting ready to do keelan's podcast with him about bojack horseman so i just was primarily have been re-watching bojack horseman series five this week still haven't got around to watching that i am um, i was yeah. reading an article about it the other day and i was like oh i really must watch that but it just never seems a good time to sit down and watch a cartoon about a, a depressed horse i mean here's the thing is i recommend it to everybody because i think it's a great show but i also fully recognize that the show is weird as hell and it's just not for everybody so i don't really hold it against people that don't like it i just think it's fucking incredible show and uh, i'm always amazed at how much depth they can get out of a show about a depressed alcoholic cartoon horse yeah i I, see i like weird things i think i probably would like it but i think the fact that it's a cartoon puts me off but yeah for sure i can i don't completely know why that is because i like you know i have not not recently but i have enjoyed like south park back in the day was incredibly funny so i don't know why i've sort of I don't know, like, I do just need to sit down and watch it, but like I say, there never seems like a good time to, to sit down and start watching it. You know, some people just genuinely don't like animated stuff for whatever reason. I mean, I'm not saying that's you. I'm just saying that there's just some people who animated stuff is just not their jam. Yeah, it could be the yeah. best series ever, but if it's animated, they're just like, eh, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Yeah, yeah. What about you? Have you been watching or listening to anything? So I think I I think I mentioned this to you when we were talking but I don't think I've mentioned it I didn't mention it last time we spoke on air um which was that I watched the entirety of Homecoming the Julia Roberts thing that over here is on Prime uh about the the um place like a like a day center or well, not a day center because they stay there but like a sort of like a facility for soldiers coming back from war. and Oh, she's the, I think she's, that's on Hulu here, and I want to yeah. watch that really bad. And she's like a therapist who's dealing with them. Um, it's really good. So each episode is only half an hour. There's like 10 of them. So it's only five hours in, in, in its entirety. I watched it all in one go while I was in bed sick with the flu uh, last week. And it's, yeah, it's really good. I can't recommend it highly enough. It's, it's really clever, it's really well done, it's really well directed, it's really well acted. 
it was just really really good um then on conversely and again i know i've mentioned this to you i've been watching um oh what's it called oh the... shit homecoming is written by sam eshmael yes oh my yes. god i am fucking watching that for sure now he wrote uh mr robot yes yeah see and i liked that so much that i thought oh maybe i should watch mr robot then because that didn't sound like my sort of thing at all but um oh my god if you if you watch mr robot i would be like so fucking excited to talk to you about that show because i just think mr robot is such a good show yeah well i didn't think it sounded up my alley at all but then i wasn't sure this was going to be up my alley and i thought it was so good and it was so clever that maybe mr robot i do need to watch it um but yeah i can't recommend that highly enough it was really good um did you see bohemian rhapsody no i haven't seen it yet have you no i haven't but rami malik is the lead in mr robot and he's like rami malik over the last like two or three years has become one of my favorite actors uh, okay i didn't realize that he'd been in other stuff i do yeah i do want to see it we just haven't been out to the cinema my parents-in-law saw it and my sister saw it and they not together that would be weird uh, and they all said it was really good yeah uh, I'm sorry. So what? Uh, so what was the other show that you were watching? Conversely, I know I mentioned this to you. Uh, was Manifest, which has been on Sky Atlantic over here, um, and I'm not sure where it was airing with you guys about the plane that goes missing. So there's like a plane that's they get on the flight, and then when they land, they find that the flight has been missing for like five years. Oh my god. It is terrible. It is so bad. It is badly <laughs> written. It is badly acted. But I can't stop watching it. Even though it's terrible, I can't stop watching it. And every time, because I, I watched like five of them, because they're dead, and now it's still airing in the US, so I'm having to wait until it's in the US. And it's like on a, I think I can, I think it comes out on like a Sunday night maybe, so I'm watching it on the Monday. And Phil is coming in from work, if the girls are eating their dinner, and he's like, what are you doing? Are you watching that stupid program about the the... the the flight that gets lost in time like yes i'm watching the time traveling plane and even though it's rubbish i just can't i can't stop watching it <laughs> all right well it's on nbc here and i think i have it on i think i have it saved on my youtube tv account so i will uh maybe blast out a couple episodes i was just looking at the wikipedia article about it and it said it got picked up for three additional episodes of series one so oh okay it's to, so it's so up that could to eat- is it going to go up to 10 then now? No, it'll go up to 16. Oh, it's going to go... Oh, okay. But yeah, so... So that could either be a good thing or it could be a bad thing. Because it could be a bad thing because they know they want to end it after this season. So they want three more episodes just kind of wrap it up. Yeah, see, Reddit... On the Reddit uh, sub that, I'm, that I was reading about it, everyone was saying... Everyone agrees it's terrible, but they can't stop watching it. But... <laughs> everyone's watching it nevertheless and this is what everyone's been saying which is that every it gets extended for like a few more episodes and is that because actually they're gonna kill it long term because it surely can't go anywhere else like once the mystery is revealed which i assume it will be at the end of series one although maybe not because i think the people that did lost maybe are involved in this but like once the central mystery is uncovered that's it who cares but you say that, but then you also bring up Lost, and the revelation for why the plane crashed was 
reveal very early on and it kept going for several seasons after that's that. true that went on for ages didn't it i got bored with lost i really liked it for like the first two seasons and then then yeah life's too short was basically was my mantra then but that that was back when i had a life and i actually <laughs> used to like go out and do stuff now i'm housebound with two children and I'm not, I don't have such exciting options. So maybe if I, maybe now, maybe I'll be the person that follows Manifest through to its fifth, fifth season. As as, <laughs> as difficult as it is, I'm here for it. <laughs> you know, Lost was one of those shows that when it came out, I loved it. I mean, I just thought Lost was like the best show ever. I thought it was smart. I thought it was, you know, funny. I thought it was compelling. You know, I thought the story was good. It had good mysteries, good actors. I just thought everything about it was good. Yeah, yeah. I, I tried I, to... I thought that too for the first season. Yeah. I tried to re-watch Lost, I don't know, about three or four years ago. I tried to rewatch it, and I was watching it, and I was like, what the fuck? This is so long. Like, I feel like that they could have pared down some of the episodes. Like, I feel like that somebody out there could do a good job of like telling you which episodes you can skip that you know that's i think that that's the case for a lot of these especially u.s series that go on and on and on that what you actually need is someone to like digest it for you and be like so (laughs) you need to watch episodes one three four and like you know and you won't really miss anything i think that's the case for quite a few of these programs i mean like six feet under which i loved and I still think it's maybe the best, particularly the best drama that's ever been made. But fuck me, sometimes there's like 25 episodes in those series, and I reckon, I reckon we could have got through them in 10. How many episodes of Lost do you think were filmed in total out of six seasons? Oh. It's going to be something mad, like 1,200 or something. How many were... Uh, there was 121 episodes of Lost. 1,200. Fucking hell. My math. No, no, no. I was going to say 120 was what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, there was 121 <laughs> episodes of Lost. Yeah. yeah. I bet, yeah. I yeah, can I mean, completely believe it. Like, that's... Because that is the model, isn't it, over there, of just, like... Of just, like, carrying seasons on for so long, they go on for, like, three quarters of the year. Yeah. The first season was 25 fucking episodes. Mm. One hour episodes. One hour episodes, too. So, you know, they were 45 minutes after um, after commercials and everything, but still, like, that's freaking absurd. I mean, I know our series are very short, and I know we've talked about this before. And when you're coming from the point of view of, like, six episodes in a series, then obviously 25 seems incredibly long. But. I just think that there's got to be a happy medium. Like I think that the the best shows normally are like ten to twelve episodes long because six isn't enough. And I completely stand by that this traditional UK way of doing things in six episodes isn't enough sometimes. But twenty five mm-hmm. is too many. Twenty five is is I haven't got time for that. And like something like Modern Family, which God knows it's not very funny anymore. But you know the first series were hilarious. But it was hilarious, but I'm not sure it was 25 episodes worth of hilarious. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It labours the point sometimes, I think. Yeah, yeah. And it's crazy to me that Modern Family is still on TV. It's it's not going to be anymore, is it? This is the final series. 
Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. yeah, see, I don't even... Yeah, I haven't even been paying that much attention to it, but... We gave yeah, up I guess, on I guess, the last series, but I know that this this one that's airing once, at the moment will be the end. Yeah, I mean, I guess once all the kids move out of the house, uh, you know... Yeah, There's exactly. not really much... There's nowhere for it to go, really. And actually, yeah, I think I've mentioned Life in Pieces before, but Life in Pieces is is doing a much better job at being modern family than modern family has been doing for a while. Would recommend life in, life in pieces sh- strongly. And that's on, that's going into ep- uh, to season four It's just about to go into season four. And that's because it works because the children are still at home. That's exactly the problem is that children are just grown up in modern family. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, yeah, for sure. I think that that's the, um, the issue with uh, modern family is just that it's just gone on for too long and yeah. then the children are all out of the house and yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you've got to know when to let a good thing die. Yeah. And I, that's why I think that lost is just way too long. I think they could have just compressed some stuff down. And Yeah. I mean, it, like I say, I do remember thinking the first couple of seasons were very good, but like I say, I had other stuff to do. Yeah. All right, Laura. Well, this was a fun conversation talking about a TV show near and dear to my heart, my American in-betweeners, and I will defend it <laughs> till my dying breath. Yeah, um, you shouldn't. But we will, we will be talking tomorrow about an actual good show. Uh, we will be talking about the debut of Series 2 of In-Betweeners, Field Trip, I think is, is that it right? Is, it is Field Trip, yeah. Oh, wait, this episode, I was reading the synopsis, and I have watched this episode, too. So, I, this was, I must have watched, the like, the first episode of Series 2 before I stopped, because I do remember the, like, going on the field trip and looking for the MILF and everything, so. This is a great one, and Phil's got some, some thoughts about this that he wants to, he wants me to air, because he goes on field trips a lot, and he hates them. You should to... just tell him to come. You should just tell him to come on and just tell it <laughs> yeah, ourselves. Tell gonna, it himself. He can have the conversation, uh, and he wants. He thinks that the teachers' side of this should be put forward, which is that it's fucking thankless <laughs> and he doesn't get paid anymore to do it. Oh, that's awesome! I can't wait to hear what uh, your husband's <laughs> thoughts are on this one. Yeah. All right. Well, we will talk to you guys on our normal release day of Wednesday about UK in betweeners. So, thank you guys for your patience on this episode, and have a great day. Bye. Bye.